the Public News Service Daily Newscast, February the 1st, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Missouri ranks middle of the pack in a new report assessing states' proposals for using American Rescue Plan funds for schools. The federal stimulus bill last year dedicated $125 billion for K-12 education, with two-thirds of it made immediately available. This month, the U.S. Department of Education approved states' applications for how they'll use the last third. Nicholas Munyon-Penny co-authored the report with Education Reform Now, which gave Missouri and 24 other states a yellow light for overall equity in their plans. Missouri is requiring that districts explain how they're going to be allocating their funds based on student need. So that was really good to see. But then we're also concerned really about ensuring that these funds are being tracked and being transparent. Missouri's priorities include sustaining safe operations in schools, addressing the impact of lost instructional time, expanding broadband access, and supporting the educator workforce. The state has faced a severe teacher shortage, and the funding will help address working conditions, strengthen mentor programs for early career teachers, and provide more social-emotional services to educators. I'm Lily Bulky reporting. That report recommends states collaborate on their plan, sharing ways to increase transparency and improve data collection and reporting. A majority of Washington healthcare workers report feeling burned out in the pandemic. That's according to the latest survey. Legislation aims to address their concerns by ensuring safe staffing levels as well as rest and meal breaks. Companion bills in the State House and Senate create staffing ratios for different departments within a hospital. They also repeal certain exemptions from overtime and rest break requirements, holding hospital administrators accountable with potential fines. State Senator June Robinson of Snohomish County, sponsoring the Senate bill, says it protects both staff and patients. It's just heartbreaking to think about them feeling horrible because they weren't able to provide the care they wanted to, but it's also horrifying to think about patients. They are not getting the care that they need because of a lack of appropriate staffing. Hospital administrators point to the nationwide shortage of health care workers as a reason for staffing issues. I'm Emily Scott. According to a December poll of Washington Healthcare Union members, 49% said they're likely to leave the profession in the next few years, citing staffing issues as one of the main reasons. From CNN, U.S. District Judge Lisa Wood on Monday rejected the plea deal reached by prosecutors and Travis McMichael on hate crime charges, a plan that would have precluded his federal trial in killing Ahmad Aubrey. The next hearing the case will be Friday. This is PNS. Now to Wyoming, where advocates for Latino communities welcomed the latest voter redistricting maps advanced last week. The 6231 plan, which is expected to be presented to lawmakers in the upcoming session, would add three new state legislative districts, two for the House and one for the Senate. Antonio Serrano with the group Juntos says more and more Latinos are building homes, businesses, and raising families in South Cheyenne, and they want to have a say in how things run. Like everyone else does. And when they were proposing the IED compromise, which thankfully didn't pass, what was at risk was taking away any power that that community had to have a say in how we live in this 
Jewish community. Serrano and others worried that the I-80 compromise draft map would in effect allow politicians to pick their voters rather than letting community residents choose their representatives by separating South Cheyenne's communities of color into separate districts. Federal law prohibits states from discrimination in redistricting on the basis of race or ethnicity. The once-a-decade redistricting process is triggered by new census data and is meant to ensure that districts follow changes in population. I'm Eric Galatis. Gas stoves in home kitchens are leaking a lot more methane gas than previously known, which has implications for the fight against climate change. According to a new study, it comes from Stanford University. Researchers found in the U.S. each year gas stoves emit 2.6 million tons of methane, which is the same amount of greenhouse gas as a half a million cars. Eric LaBelle, a senior scientist at the nonprofit PSE Energy Oakland, is a study co-author. Over about 20 years, the total climate impact of the same weight of methane gas is 86 times more than the same weight of carbon dioxide. So methane leaks are very important, and even small leaks. Multiple cities in California, including Berkeley, Oakland, and San Francisco, have banned gas ranges in new construction. Finally, our Jonah Chester lets us know Illinois lawmakers considering a bill Proponents say could benefit water quality not only locally, but in places as far flung as the Gulf of Mexico. The proposal would update the state's conservation programs and help local organizations set goals and implement projects to reduce the spread of excessive nutrients, such as nitrogen and phosphorus, that end up in the water. Elliot Clay with the Illinois Environmental Council explains those nutrients can disrupt marine ecologies and cause harmful algal blooms. The bottom line is it also impacts people's drinking water. A lot of rural Illinois is dependent on well water and like aquifers and those kind of things. According to the Union of Concerned Scientists, most nutrient runoff seeps into the Mississippi River from farms. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported. Heard on radio stations big and small. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.